Hey everyone, welcome to Project Esports for June 10th, 2019. As always, I am your host, Andrew Nimsgern, alongside Dylan Beal and a very special guest who I am going to allow to introduce himself because honestly, this is my first time interacting with him. I think he'll do a <laughs> lot better pitching himself than I think I would. So why don't you give us a little bit of information on yourself? We'll do. Hello, I'm Jonathan Mobley. Uh, if you see me in league, it's Sir Hamslot the fourth. Um, I am a shoot, lifetime gamer, pretty much. Been playing since I was like able to walk almost back on like the regular Nintendo systems. Um, was a president of an esports club here in St. Louis for a little while. Um, and then have, I guess, moved on from that. And you know, still involved in esports, still follow it very much. And, um, can't think of much else. Oh, I did. And this is just because I know a couple of my friends are watching. I did beat a professional player in a 1v1 league match. So, Ooh, which player? Shout out. To, uh, it was Wild Turtle. So, when wow. the finals came here to uh, St. Louis for like the spring finals, they like randomly selected people to play, and I was one of them that got selected. So, uh, what can I say? <sighs> kind of a big deal. <laughs> that, is, that is crazy cool, honestly. I'm also really curious where did the. Um... Name Sir Hamlot Ham Hamslet the Fourth come from? <laughs> so I was changing my name. I had a very edgy name when I first started playing League, and um, classic. Yeah, I wanted to change from it, and for whatever reason, and this is gonna—you'll understand. People who know me understand how much anime I watch, but I had just seen one of the Fate series, okay. and uh, I want to say oh, was it Fate? I think it was. Fate Zero, maybe? At any rate, one of the characters in the show is Lancelot um, from, like, the Camelotian legend yeah. from Camelot. Yeah. And so I was just like, yo, it's like, Lancelot's a cool name, but, like, I don't want to be, like, Sir Lancelot because that's too, like, derivative. I want to change it up, so I went with Sir Hamslot. So that's where... Uh... And then the fourth, which is my in-game name, is just from... Um, I play a lot of Jargon, so... Okay. Yeah, it's... Uh... I like Weird it. name, but no, I think I think it's better than Beal for real. I mean, Whoa, yeah, come on, it chills you. <laughs> why, why, why are you just gonna attack me like that? Because you've been quiet so far, and I feel like that's the best way to get you into the conversation. <laughs> I'm hanging out and enjoying the introductions, and you just have to attack me. <laughs> Shots fired. Hey, it's, I think I think we're gonna have a couple of fights this bat this episode, so, so we're gonna get it going early. It's, it's just gonna be a touchy subject. I know that much. <laughs> I, I just want to just bring up how I actually met uh, Jonathan for the first time. It was oh boy, a very long time ago. I think it was three three years ago, probably. Um, we actually yeah, it was about three years ago. Um, we were both running um, our collegiate esports clubs at the time, and we got invited out to uh, the Blizzard campus uh, for TESPA, where we met a bunch of. Uh, different collegiate leaders. Uh, so yeah, for anyone uh, of the show that doesn't know, I went to Penn State, by the way. Oh my <laughs> god. He's accepting the meat. This is ridiculous. We need to cut him off before um, it goes too far. But yeah, uh, so we met up there and uh, that's how I you know, know most of the yep, collegiate yep. leaders was from that. It was, it was a good experience, but we we chatted a bunch during that. And yep, yep. I remember so it was good. Was... There, was some, there was some good memes that came out of that. Those, oh, the meme, uh, I wish we could uh, if those memes are so great just because it was like um i, I don't know <laughs> so there was one meme that like actually even came back to our campus so uh when we were doing one of the shots for like the north region and we were all supposed to dab 
Yeah, this is again, the summer dabbing. Uh, but so somebody's like, they're like, dab to your right. And in my mind, that means like you're leaning to your right. But apparently they wanted like our hands to be going up to the right. So like our head would be going left. At any rate, the picture got completely butchered. And so everyone dabbed left, except for me. I dabbed right. <laughs> and they like just snapped the picture anyways. And so we, uh, <laughs> That wind up what I was telling some of the people back in our club about that we had to take take a photo for Tespa just to like show the sponsors that were like giving out their stuff. And one of the guys dabbed to the wrong direction and when we send it <laughs> in, like I get an email from Valerie and she's just like, Really? Like, come on. Just... <laughs> Gotta accept it. But with yeah. that, we can talk more about these memes and you guys' stories a little bit in the post show because this is Project Esports where each and every week at six thirty PM Eastern time on twitch.tv slash popped underscore off. We talk about all things esports, and this week is going to be no exception. We have two teams returning to the LCS after a short hiatus through acquisitions of other teams. We have Blizzard canceling a StarCraft FPS for other games. We have Riot Games finally adding the S to Riot Games, and so much <laughs> more. And we don't have any housekeeping today, really, outside of introducing Jonathan, obviously. So let's jump right into the first story which is my favorite of the day, is Immortals are coming back to LCS through the official accusation of, I guess, Infinite Esports, which is the owning group of Optic Gaming and the Houston Outlaws. So let me pull up the numbers when we're looking at this from ESPN, obviously Jacob Wolf, who works on just about everything. So for 35 to $45 billion, Immortals bought pretty much everything so they now own the optic gaming brand and the houston outlaws brand um they're gonna um keep the optic brand underneath them kind of like how they have mbi mibr la valiant and such as that they have to facilitate the sale of the houston outlaws because they are not allowed to own two brands in overwatch and they do get to keep the optic gaming slot for um lcs which will be rebranded going into next season following up worlds so let's up don't yeah why was it's a lot of yeah, information wait. let's get right into it yeah so does this mean that the outlaws are no longer going to be associated with optic gaming yes they will be that sold sucks. to a separate entity that for sure sucks because their whole like identity and branding is also based on optic so that kind of sucks uh because <clears> it's <throat> definitely a callback to that so uh that's a little bit sad uh to see I mean, this obviously is really cool because Immortals is, you know, old school team, but um, I'm a little sad about that part. So what I'm wondering then is, like, are they going to have to, like, quote-unquote, retire their jerseys as far as, like, because in-game you can buy the Houston Outlaw um, colorways and stuff, and so I don't know. So as far yeah. as I know, I doubt the Houston Outlaws brand will change anyways. I'm sure okay. whichever team picks them up. Like, it's not doesn't it's not like the Optic Outlaws. That'd be a whole different situation, but with it being the Houston yeah. Outlaws... The only tie is a color scheme. Um, maybe Blizzard will allow them to change colors at some point um, based on what the new owners are because I think another $10 million are still owed for that spot um, through the Overwatch League. So someone has to pay that $10 million so whoever does buy them could say, we're not paying you that money until you allow us to change colors. So I guess that's a little farther down the road, and it's really hard to know. But as of right now, I'm sure they're stay the Houston Outlaws, and it'll just be the memories of Optic will always haunt. <laughs> that's fair. 
Yeah, it's uh, this. Oh man, this is this is a sensitive topic, I think, because for me at least, um, one a good friend of mine is a huge fan of Immortals, and I can't tell you how many times I made jokes at his expense since they were gone and weren't Immortals. So the fact that they're returning is is bad for that. I think what also, as far as like the future of the the NALCS. I'm really 50-50 split on whether this is a good or bad thing. Um, I think from a standpoint of, like, Immortals reentering the fray is... Um, it, it, there's some questions I have. Because I know originally the reason why they weren't accepted into the franchise era of League to begin with was because there was some question about... I think they were playing their players late, if I recall correctly... Some of their infrastructure wasn't exactly supportive and conducive of like a reliable team in the LCS, which is why they weren't allowed to enter the franchise phrase, right? Yep. Or like why their bid was denied, for lack of a better word. Um, I haven't kept up on Immortals, and so I don't know if their state has changed, but I mean, they're coming in with big bucks. So it implies they at least got something right yeah. in order to be able to make this deal. But like, are they going to be reliable going forward is a big question. Um, also, why reinvest in league with a team that's not performing the best when you could spend that money in other avenues in esports? So there's just a lot of questions I, yeah. I kind of have. Well, let's let's um, take them one at a time because there's a couple of questions here. Let's kind of go back first, Dylan. I know you're trying to uh, pop in a little bit there, kind of talking yeah, about so... why that bid was denied. Yeah, so I know whenever like teams go into their franchising model, uh, I know Overwatch League did this, and obviously L uh, the LCS did this as well. Um, you submit like a package, right? You're like, here's our branding, here's our players, here's our organization we want into this. If you buy someone's spot in the LCS, do you have to go through all that? Or is it just like slotted right in? You just kind of fork over the money. It's like, all right, you're good to go. As far as I know, what it does seem like is that I'm sure obviously the LCS is going to have to of it I'm sure that's not just allowed to happen without anything out communication to the lcs but i'm sure maybe the standards are much lower possibly or maybe they become more lead on it or since the team is already established they're not their standards aren't as high for it and i also think at least coming from the immortals side is that they've done the la valiant for two now despite how they're performing currently They've had no problems on that side. They've been a very great team in terms of marketing and all that kind of stuff. So they could have said, we agree of this deal. Um, it's also just kind of really curious with that, how that would have played in is that Hector Rodriguez, the original founder of Optic, also put it in a bid for the team and it was trying to buy them back. It was actually higher than what the Immortals were, supposedly. So I'm curious yeah. that if that wasn't going to be allowed, because of the LCS, if there wasn't something like that, I was I was listening to um, Self Made, the new Nade Shot podcast, and he was on there, and he did say that he put in a bid at one point that was higher than the. So where that ended up being, it's hard to know. Obviously, I don't have too much information on it, on word of mouth, but I'm curious that maybe the LCS did have some kind of stuff. Because obviously, the difference between an established team that's already in the Overwatch League, um, and a single individual owner is a little different in terms of their how much sway they have in esports, that could be another thing that could have been taken into account. Sure. And then I think going on to the second question, 
Um, why invest into League when you could be investing into other esports? So I guess first off, they don't have to pay as much to get into League. They're only paying three million, five million dollars instead of thirteen million dollars to get that LCS spot. So it's much more lucrative to get them because Optic already paid so much for the first spot. So that makes it a lot more better for them and lower for them to get back into. And I also sure. see why I don't see why someone wouldn't want to get into an established league. I mean, you see that with the Call of Duty World League. I think that's going to be the best recurring revenue. I mean, there's obviously other ways for teams to kind of go, but I mean, Dylan, do you agree with me on that? I mean, I I really don't see why a team that has the money wouldn't want to try to get in the LCS at this point. Yeah, I mean, LCS is a big esport. You might as well get into it because I mean, you you don't really make money in esports. Like, you don't have a teams to make money. I don't think anyone's really making money in the in, in any of these teams right now. I think it's just like sponsor money, kind of going in and paying costs and stuff. But I don't know. LCS is big. That's I, I, even if you have a, have to spend a ton of money to get into it, you wanna you wanna be in that like elite group, right? Because it is a top tier esport. Well. And I'm sure that these these organizations are breaking even in some capacity or making at least some, if not just in like jerseys and profit sales and what have you. Because when you think about it, like we're talking about, if we look at the teams who have invested in it, we're talking about NBA teams um, with what, like the Warriors, not the yeah, Warriors. Yep. Oh my God, I just was, Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers, Houston Rockets. I think even the Milwaukee Bucks owner is a part owner in FlyQuest. Like, yes. These are people who are used to seeing franchises grow in addition to they're in a franchise where it's not like the NFL where like if you're in, you're making money, right? The NBA, there's a lot of teams. Like, I don't know if you guys remember a couple, like probably like five, 10 years ago, Sacramento Kings almost moved because they just weren't making money and they couldn't make enough of a profit to justify having a team. So they were going to move to a bigger market area. So like the fact that people who are part of that kind of association are investing in esports lets me know that they have some plan and so immortals getting back in on that they did make a pretty big name for themselves when they first joined too so it's not like they're just entering this blindly they're gonna have fans they're gonna have so like i can see it i just there's something about it that just i'm a little apprehensive about yeah um but I think this does put them in a really good spot. Kind of moving on to the next story, I want to kind of transition to this. And we talked about both because they're such similar stories. But this is going to put Immortals in a spot to own a Overwatch League team, the LA Valiant, have an LCS team in Immortals, and they will have the Optic brand, which has already been invited to the Call of Duty World League. They will have a team, the three largest kind of franchise leagues right now. That does put them in a really good spot for that. But I do want to kind of touch back on to how you're saying that the... Um, Houston Rockets did have some kind of investment in esports. Actually, they just kind of dipped out. So, oh, fair point. <laughs> Dignitas did end up buying the deal just a couple days earlier, actually, than this. So, the, the deal for uh, the Dignitas happened on Wednesday. This happened a couple days um, later. But they bought a, um, they pretty much bought the team for about $20 million. Uh, 12.5 will go towards the Rockets. 7.5 will kind of go to the main investors, all that. And they will become um, a, underling of the Digitas brand which does mean Digitas will be coming back next season as well so it's two of the three new expansion no two of the four new expansion teams are now no I'm sorry one of the three and then so we already have one of three teams that were just joined last season from franchising have already dropped out which I do think is interesting and that's kind of why I want to say it's a counterpoint almost to even that 
the people investing in these traditional sports are seeing something. We already saw one of the three dip out. So, okay. I'm just trying to get a grasp on all this. So Immortals, they bought they bought the spot. We're presuming that they're going to enter in the LCS as Immortals. They've already confirmed that. Digni- It'll be rebranded after this. Okay, season. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dignitas bought Clutch Gaming, but they're going to be keeping the Clutch Gaming brand and uh, assuming all the players in that in the LCS, correct? They're um, not going to be Dignitas? So it, uh, no, I'm pretty sure it will be changed. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, yeah, so, there was an interview with Travis. Yeah, I didn't get to watch that. Uh, yeah. Graph? <laughs> Travis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I did I did watch part of that. So yeah, so they will be rebranding. That will not happen right. until next season as well because we're already in the split and it will be after Worlds. So if they don't make Worlds, it might be a little sooner. They probably won't make Worlds either way. <laughs> so there's a good chance we might see it sooner than even that, but it will not go into effect until next. Okay. So old teams are coming back and stuff. And in terms of people dipping out, do you think that... It's the difference between people trying to get into it, assuming that it's going to be sustainable now rather than going into it as kind of like, I guess, more for reasons of passion and investment rather than just like churning a profit now. Because I assume the people who are behind Dignitas and Immortals understand that, you know, it's still in like this weird phase of where we're still growing a little bit. We're still figuring out all the all the correct models for how everything's run. New leagues are coming up and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it's kind of an investment right now as opposed to some of the other people who came in and they came in, they're like, all right, well, let's get into this league. It's going to be like normal sports and we're going to either break even or turn a profit. And I, when they realized it, they had to kind of dip out when that wasn't the case. So I think it's two different situations here. Because we've heard Optic and Houston, kind of all that, has been having issues for a while now. We've heard of those problems that have been happening for a while now. Well, the Clutch Gaming one was kind of unexpected. While, yes, they weren't doing great in the LCS, their brand, as Chat's kind of saying, wasn't that strong. There wasn't talks of them being in financial trouble and needing to sell. So I think Digitas was a brand looking to get in, while Immortals might have just been taking advantage of a deal that was put in front of them. So it's really hard to know without talking to everyone. I know, obviously, Nor, when he was part of the Immortals, was very upset they didn't get the bid. But he's gone now, so it's hard to know management because we haven't said much on the up higher-ups. So it could have been like, yes, you want to get in because we want to get back to the LCS because we loved being there. Or it can be, we're getting a steal on this spot. It makes sense for us to do it because we've done it before. We already have the Overwatch League and it's going to give us a spot in the Call of Duty League with a much more well-named brand than doing Immortals. So this really solidifies them in four of the five biggest esports with MIBR and CSGO and then the Franchise League. But I think Immortals is just taking advantage of what's put in front of them. Well, Digitas said we want back in, and they went out of their way. That's at least what I've seen from what I've read about it. So we yeah. talked about Dignitas the other week, right? Um, them entering into the partnership with Caffeine, correct? I wasn't there that week. Oh, yeah, you weren't there, but that was the case, correct? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to say it's correct. <laughs> um so I guess the partnership maybe didn't go through fully yet or didn't take effect yet because uh, they're still streaming on Twitch and they have like a little sidebar with Twitch. Just wanted to bring that up because I forever will drag them uh, for, for entering that partnership because caffeine is, oh boy, it is something. <laughs> Check um, back next yeah. year. I am fairly convinced it's not going to be around. <laughs> Jonathan, uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to kind of touch on on either one of these? Well, moves? so... 
Yeah, so there's um I haven't talked about it in things a little bit more like um I'm still skeptical, but I am at least um interested if we start looking at like and I'm I'm more familiar with the NALCS, like I, I kinda dabble with the Overwatch League, but not much. But if we're looking at it, a lot of the teams that we're now talking about are still in league now are teams that and with these purchases included, are gonna be teams that either have big names big budgets or big experience, right? TSM's been around forever. C9 has multiple teams, right? And so that that kind of, I guess, bodes, I think, well for the future of the league and instills a little bit of confidence in me that we're not getting these teams that are just there because they got really good players but don't have any desire to really push the league forward or to maintain the league at all, right? Um, and with these NBA teams leaving, sure, that's big money that's leaving, but you also have to understand that these teams could have bought in simply because they're like, hey, this thing is starting to skyrocket. We could drop a million now in a year or two, sell it for five, 15, especially after the franchising happened, sell it for like, you know, how $30 million and just be like, we just made a cool couple million and, and move on. So them leaving, I'm not as concerned about so much now that I think about it, but um, I think how Riot responds going forward, if there's like these constant acquisitions, then I'd be concerned that the stability of the league is is really going back to like, pre-franchise era. The only difference is now, instead of having to qualify, you just have to have the money for it. Whereas now it's starting to look like maybe we're starting to get these kind of like SKT type of organizations where the, in any esport that's relevant, they have their their hands or fingers, if you will, in, in some of those uh, avenues, which is good. I think that's why SKT is such a reliable company because like they have a baseball team, basketball, like they have even outside of esports. And so it's like they they... Have committed to that kind of lifestyle and, and sports and entertainment being their yeah. their main go to. So no, and I agree. And I yeah. think we're, we're I think we're kind of all fading off into the distance of kind of talking about more about the big overall league. And while I think that's just such a hard conversation to have right now, especially in the middle of it, so I think that's something that we should really knock it, maybe come back to down the road because we do have a couple other stories that are kind of really big things as well. So I want to make sure that we give a good chunk of time for each one of those. So Dylan, before we kind of go into our second half of the show, there is one more story you want to kind of touch on that was actually just announced today, and that is Riot Games bringing the S to Riot Games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it looks like Auto Chess is so good that Riot is going to make it. And Epic Games. That... Did you hear about that? Oh, no. No. Oh, you finished that story. I'm bringing that part. Okay, oh, yeah, no. so uh, Teamfight Tactics <laughs> is going to be the League of Legends version of Auto Chess, um, which this is exciting because, like, yeah, it's, a, it's Riot Games now. And so it's weird because... Warcraft 3 spawned, you know, Dota 2, which or Dota, which spawned League as a standalone game. And because League got really popular as a standalone game, they made Dota 2. And then there was a mod in Dota 2, which is auto chess. And then that was made uh, by Riot Games in, into their own game. <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern here. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I, I like the 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 storyline of that. Yeah. But no, this is exciting because uh it's a it's like a different genre of game and you know, hopefully a, pe a couple of people are going to try their hand at it and we'll get a I'm really cool it. version. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I don't have too much experience with it, but I think it was really cool seeing it announced. I mean, they've kind of been teasing for a while that they were working on a second game to finally put the S in right games. And I think this is in... I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say smart. I'd call it more interesting. I mean, it'll be curious to see how it ends up kind of playing out. I mean, official release versus um, Dota just now working on their... 
of it. So it'll be curious to see how big of a difference that makes, but people seem interested in it. I mean, uh-huh. it, it, it'll be something that I think a lot of people at least tried because it is League, which I feel like is just more mainstream than Dota is at this point. I'm not saying which one better. I just feel like maybe it's the people I know, but I feel like League's more talked about and more chances um, for people to try this kind of game mode and might go back over to auto chat. No, it's okay, Andrew. Just, like, throw your bias out there. I um, talk, you know, we talk from the stance in which we know. But what I was saying earlier <laughs> is that Epic Games is also putting out their own version by working with the team that originally created the mod. Mm. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, so, wait, hold on. What is the storyline? Because Both like... announced on the same day. Well, no, okay, so besides All that, right. I, I know I know the auto chess people were like, we're going to make a mobile version, and then Dota... So they, I think they were they're like, still oh, making I, I a mobile version. Wait, no, 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 wait, hold on. <laughs> no, I know they're doing that, but they were like, we're not going to work with Valve, and Valve was like, yeah, we've come to an understanding, and we're not going to work together, but you guys can make the mobile version, but we're going to make the separate one. But then they're like, oh, but we're going to work with Epic Games to make <laughs> this other one, I guess. Hell yeah. Alrighty. Welcome <laughs> to the wild, wild west of esports and video game boys. Because we yeah, got let's... people going left and right. But I guess it, there's not, I don't know if there's too much to really talk about this. I mean, obviously, we've talked about auto chess in the past. It'll be curious to see really how all into this ride really goes. I mean, obviously, they've built a fantastic competitive scene around the um, League of Legends. If they're going to make that same big of a push there, if they're just trying to capitalize off League of Legends and make a little bit extra money, maybe a mobile game following soon after. So it'll be curious to see where it really goes. But an announcement was put out today, and I think best is to talk on it in a couple months when it comes out, when people start playing it and seeing which path Riot wants to take it. Because it could be like, hey, people are interested in this. Let's make a little extra money. Not going to be that hard. Or it could be, we want to turn this into a second East. Want to be Blizzard, where we have multiple esports going on with one parent. So, I think it's really curious. I mean, is there any really kind of short wrap-up thoughts either one of you have on this, without kind of knowing what's actually going to happen with the game? Uh, in, in with my personal experience with Riot, both from uh, a consumer, I guess, playing their games, as well as like having played in their collegiate leagues and seeing how long it took them to figure that out. Um. Good luck, Riot. <laughs> That's all I got to say is good luck. I hope, I hope it works out. I'm, I'm actually excited about this, but, uh, and I, I'm hoping it works out not just for the fact that I want auto chess to work out. Like I'm kind of indifferent to it. I mean, I, if it's another game to play and it's fun, why not? But, um, I'm hoping that this pushes them down the road of then wanting to expand more and truly make Riot games games and not just have two games. So I'm hoping it works out for the sake of of the potential to get better and more games from Riot. Can we all agree that we still would prefer an MMO? No. Yeah, pretty much. What? No. Wow, what wow would you have preferred? WoW Classic is coming out. That's all I need in my life. Okay, uh, what would have your been ideal second Riot game games? I honestly really wanted the fighting game. Um, the fighting game that they picked up, uh, Rising Thunder, I think it was called, had kind of interesting mechanics. I liked the way that they did like the cooldown system, and it felt like it worked perfectly with like the MOBA kind of deal of where you have like abilities with cooldowns. I really would have liked to see something with that come out. Um, 
So I'm very sad that we've heard literally nothing. And I think they're, I, I assume they're, they might not be working on it or I, I don't know what's up with that, but. I'm assuming, well, and the thing is, I'm assuming they're working on more stuff too, because Riot's been talking about making Riot games, Riot games for oh, wow. far longer than auto chess was a thing. So I, this might be their first like uh, official step in that direction, but I'm sure they have a lot of other products in, in the pipeline that they've yeah. been working on. And, yeah, let's hope so. But yeah, congratulations on Riot Games becoming Riot Games. But with that, I do want to jump into our Twitch Prime reminder before we get into the second half of the show. Because if you have Amazon Prime, that means that you have Twitch Prime, which means each and every month you get to take money away from Amazon and give it to any small creator that you want. Of course, we would love to get it because if you do sub to us, you get emotes. We do have multiple emotes now, including Tinfoil Hat, Comrade Dylan and Smug Andrew, and so many more coming as we do get more emote slots. And you also get ad-free viewing, no slow chat, uh, exclusive role in our Discord, and so much more. So it does mean the world to us. If you do not want to support us financially in any way, just to follow on any of our channels or in the podcast feeds. Make sure to get Twitch Prime to someone each and every month. It does not automatically. But with that, that is our little mid-show ad roll. I want to head it back over to Dylan one more time to talk about what is possibly the most mind-blowing story with three of the biggest franchises of all time all wrapped up coming out of nowhere. Yeah, so uh, we get to do the thing I, I, I love to do and talk about how Blizzard just lets me down uh, <laughs> all the time, I guess. So I they announced that they're working on two other games, uh, but it was prefaced by saying, oh, no, we're canceling the StarCraft first-person shooter, which... I think this is the third StarCraft first-person shooter they canceled. So I don't know if they just, like, can't get it right or what's going on. Um, but that's sad. Um, but the good part is they work on Diablo 4, which I'm a big fan of Diablo uh, series. So very glad that they're working on a actual full Diablo game, and it's coming out soon. And then also, I guess the biggest news and most confusing news, I guess, is Overwatch 2. So when I think it was... so bad, you have to make a new... <laughs> please quote please quote me i know i quoted you i know i quoted you but yeah so i think what was really interesting about this is i think it was either ign or GameSpot or um someone said that it might not even look like overwatch one so overwatch two might just be the like uh i guess working title of it and it might look like something like uh left for dead something that's more pve based um, which I think if they're making an Overwatch 2 so soon, especially with the Overwatch League and all that, having a game that is just different, like a different genre, but the same characters, I think totally makes sense. I'm glad that they're doing it because um, we were talking, I th- I don't know if we were talking about this um, on the podcast or not, or I, I just remember yelling like about this. So I t- yelled you at yell someone about this. Yeah, I yelled at someone about this. But you don't need to make an Overwatch 2 because if you want to have a first-person game like this, just update it. I mean, just update the game. I mean, it's a game on computer. You can indefinitely patch it. You could patch an entire new engine to the game, and yeah, it'd be a big patch, but you can do that very easily. So what? But what you're kind of missing out here on is it's not that easily on console. And you can't... Yeah, but fuck console. But that's not how it works, Dylan. You know it's not how it works that way. It could work that way. But that's not how Blizzard looks at it. Just because you're a PC master race, and that's fine. I totally get it. I will play Season 4 
it's but, right here. But you need to think in terms of Blizzard <laughs> making money, and I mean, uh, I. Oh, okay. Actually, no. Here, I, let me let me counter that. So they wouldn't do that because Overwatch is an online only game. There's there's you just you can't you can't get the game and not patch it. Like, but I guess, but it, but it still takes gigabyte up on consoles that are only so big. Not everyone has fifteen terabyte hard drives on their playstations no what are you talking about whenever i i remember getting red dead and then like immediately when you put the disc in or whatever you have to download stuff yes you like do any, yes, any i understand that but so if they wanted just to change it from like overwatch 1.0 to overwatch 2.0 you need to pretty much do another 50 gigs on top of the okay. 50 gigs that's yeah that's fine downloaded. No, no that's fine no it's fine they should just do that no, but what I'm getting at is, like, you did stuff like that for League, and, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, it's not that big of a download. Like, it, I'm not talking about, like, going from, like, League 1.0 to, like, what it is now, but you can patch things, you can update graphics, you can add new things to the game, and it's it's just fine. I think I think they can build on the base game for a couple years still, so that's why I really don't think this is going to be Overwatch the way that we know it. And plus, on top of that, we already know that they were working with other genres of Overwatch before this. Because um, I forget what the original title was, but it was that MMO that they were working on that was basically Destiny. Um, and then they slowly worked it into what Overwatch now. So they were messing with a ton of different genres out there. So I think this is just going to be an addition to the Overwatch family rather than the, the next iteration of it. Jonathan, let's get you in here before I go and just tell John how wrong he is about all this. I'm never wrong. So I um I see where he's coming from. And I will admit, like, uh, as far as Blizzard playing towards like consoles, I don't think they're all too concerned about that. Just because like with like even just we were talking about in the pre-show, like with the Xbox Pass coming out, I think things are slowly drifting the way they should towards PC Master Race and and not console, which is how it should be. But um, I mean, and sure, people who want consoles can have them, but PC is the best way to go. And my thing is, it's like, I just, I have a lot of questions about this because, like Dylan was saying, I do think it's going to be a huge departure from Overwatch. It makes absolutely no sense. When you think about all the different variations of Overwatch, it makes absolutely no sense to release a game called Overwatch 2 that is anywhere remotely close to the first Overwatch. That being said, why name Overwatch two? Like, I, I think it's just a working title right but now. But you cannot I, I wouldn't, like, that yeah. name out without it being a follow up to the no, first they, game. No, they did it. They, they didn't. Though, if it's a whole new game, like, why even? What, like, what, what do you gain from even telling people it's a working title Overwatch two? You're either trying to garnish some kind of interest from people who play Overwatch into this new game, like, hey, you might like this new game, and so we're gonna name it Overwatch two. But there's no point to do that if it's a completely different game, especially when we know that Blizzard is not averse from pulling characters from other games. Like, Heroes of the Storm have Zarya, Tracer, I think Junkrat. I don't really play that much. So, like, there are, like, characters that cross over, and so if you're creating a whole new game that has some of the characters or all the characters from another game, in Blizzard's world, you don't really have to name it Overwatch 2 to, to garnish interest or for people to be interested in it. Okay, um, so, so uh, sorry, I, I just want to in, interject real quick. They, they didn't say the words Overwatch 2 or Diablo 4. They never said those words. Um, that okay. was, like, taken out um, from their official statement. So internally, and, like, I guess to everyone else, they just said they're 
putting they're, more they're scrapped. They, they, yeah, they scrapped so, it. They scrapped StarCraft, and they're putting more resources in um, the Overwatch franchise and the Diablo franchise. So it's of course it's Diablo okay. Four because we know Diablo Four yeah. is coming. That's already been announced. Right, and then I and guess the okay for. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, Overwatch Two, like I don't, I honestly don't think it's gonna be a second or like who knows, but I don't. It doesn't make sense to me to make a second game when like when you think about Overwatch, you have such versatility. I'll be honest, the best game mode in in Overwatch is Lucio Ball. Like that, hands down, is the best game mode ever invented. And as long as that's on Overwatch, I'll keep playing it. So like. Well, just the versatility of of the game, like I don't think it's necessary to to start over. Pouring more money into it, <sighs> Ooh, Overwatch no. is yeah. I I I do completely agree with you. I kind of I kind of know where you're going, and what I was going to say when I was proving Dylan wrong is I completely agree. I don't think this. I mean, doing another FPS would be the worst thing they could really do here because it's not a Call of Duty. Um, and I agree that with it as a game, there's a and just. What what is this proving me wrong? That was the, my original statement. Is that it? It's not going to be Overwatch two anyway. No, 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 I completely agree with that, I, and I don't think that's what they want to go because I think there is so many ways you can go. I think there is a reason why they've been holding off on PVE in Overwatch. That's why why that's having came Overwatch two, and I and that's because of this. Game. I can imagine seeing what it is. Left for Dead style does seem hard for me, but wait, I, wait, why? I mean, why but it... like when you think about, it, they've done kind of that already with like some of those, um, you know, events. Like I can't yeah. think of the names. Like yeah, right it's now. like the and Halloween event, and then there was a prequel yeah. event too. Um, do, yeah, those, like those one hundred percent seem like precursors. But do not give me that. Those are super fun game modes. Like they're, in, they're, in, they're enjoyable, but after a couple times, do you still keep playing them over well, and over again? Well, no, here, here's the thing. They're precursors towards it because they're working with, with Overwatch. They're working with what they got. But the, the, the whole point of making another game is that they're able to put more things in it to make it interesting, which, I mean, a Left 4 Dead-style Overwatch game would be so cool. Like, you have a group of four people, and you're moving through right. killing Omnics and stuff like that. That sounds sick. Yeah, like if they if they use this, like I will admit now that that might be maybe their their salvation here, if you will, or like their if it's like a literally you take a Left 4 Dead type map and like length and complexity and difficulty, but you slap Overwatch characters into it, and then it's like a story that maybe sheds more light on the competitive aspect of the game. I see that being great for two reasons. One is because that'd be fun as hell, just <laughs> period. Second. I think one thing that drew me to League originally and has kind of even to a certain extent kind of distanced me to it is, like, the lore aspect of it. They're trying to recover it now. We're not going to talk about that because they're fucking up. But if Overwatch was able to, like, create a game that took you through the lore, so now these, their competitive side, like the Overwatch game that's purely for online, like you were saying, a competitive game, has more significance to it, and people who don't, per se, play at a high competitive level can still feel involved because they're know the whole backstory of this character i think that'd be a great idea and i think that'd be a solid expansion to the overwatch you know universe or product i guess franchise if you will um anything outside of that though i'm fingers crossed hope it works i take back my previous point i do not think this is going to be a separate game i think that would actually be the possible thing blizzard could do i think what instead is going to be is like it's going to be a destiny like expansion it is going to be an Elder Scrolls-like expansion. It is going to be a major thing that 
pretty much adds like a second name to Overwatch. Because think about it, I mean, because if Blizzard came out, no matter how good the game is, and said, here's a new Overwatch game for $60, it's a, <laughs> it's a farther version of the PvE events we currently have in Overwatch. The entire community is going to lose their shit. Because we're not getting PvE in normal Overwatch anymore. What the hell, Blizzard? You're making me pay $60 for things we already have? Why not just add this to the base game? But what you do is they're going to do it for an extra $40, an extra $60. It's an expansion on top of that. Let the multiplayer get swept up into it while it still is going to feel a part of that. You need to have both sides where the community is going to feel like they're ripped off. Because this is video games we're talking about. And you can't just... It. Everyone's going to accuse Blizzard as a gra uh, cash grab if they don't include it all as one big game or as expansion. So what you're saying, Andrew, is that they're going to add this PVE and do updates to the base game via download or yes. via DLC it that you can buy on the disc. Game. Yeah, no, no, that totally it, makes sense. Yeah. It, it, and, uh, and so essentially, it's going to just be a big patch. Uh, yes. All I would say to that is if it's if it's a new patch and you have to pay for it, and you're shifting more of the content from, like, say, the original Overwatch, like some of those specific parts that, say, you didn't really um, focus on in the original game to the expansion, I would just hope that they tread that line very carefully, because that sounded so much like where Destiny 2 fucked up, when they were like, let's drop an expansion and then take off some of the content that was from the base game since we're adding it to the expansion, and people lost their shit. And I don't no, think I, Blizzard's that dumb, but... No, I don't think they'll do that. I think it's going to look a lot like uh, probably Diablo in, in StarCraft, of where they've released this like expansion in, like... Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, or I was I was more referencing the, the newer StarCrafts, where it would come out, and you would basically patch the multiplayer super heavily and add new units and stuff like that to it so it's a new multiplayer but it's still at the core okay. starcraft and then on top of that they added other yeah. game modes to it as well which i, I, I think it's okay it, yeah, yeah blizzard has a precedence for it so i do think that's yeah. super likely. so what it be would be like that makes for sense. 40 dollars okay. it's the next two years of overwatch content new multiplayer champs new multiplayer maps talent, balancing, all that kind of stuff. But also, in that $40 you have to pay, you're also going to get this huge PvE side that we're going to continue to update, and you get kind of go to the season pass-like style, and that every two years, it's a big expansion, kind of like Elder Scrolls Online or something kind of like that is what I think of first. And I think the best way to do that, and make keeping it one game, big games as a service, instead of making feel like they have to buy two things, but it's really all still in one place, I think is the best way to do it. But I guess that's yeah. kind of more video game talk than even but it was curious i yeah. mean a new starcraft fps could have been a new esport i mean I, we've lo dylan lost his shit on diablo immortal um, well <laughs> i'm sorry I got, I mean, Go to, to, but i think it is bringing it back to esports it is one interesting thing though that we point out is with all the memes going around that overwatch is like a dead game and the fact that blizzard is now coming out saying that they are rather than creating um, you know, StarCraft FPS, they're going to, you know, kind of pour money back into franchises that are already established, if you will. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think, I, like, with how... I mean, I, I enjoy watching Overwatch League when it first came out. Now I'm kind of indifferent to it, whatever. Um, but I think it's a smart move from Blizzard to to hunker down and maybe solidify their position on, on franchises that they're trying to push as esports rather than creating new franchises that might make money, but ultimately aren't 
going to help stabilize your esports franchise because that's a big thing they probably still need to deal with as well. Yeah. So let's talk about stabilizing one franchise um, leagues kindly right now, and it is the new stage has kicked off for the Overwatch League, and we're not here to really talk about that. We want to talk about the jerseys that were announced for this kind of year because we care much more about branding and aesthetics than we do about the actual games here on Project East. And my God, do a lot of these jerseys look either emo and make me want to go back to 2004, or my God, are they beautiful and unique. I mean, all right. Well, first of all, we never grew. I never grew out the emo stage. I'm still there, so I'm down for. I'm just down for the dark jerseys. Uh, which I love Washington it, Justice has an amazing jersey. I love it. It's nice and dark on the sleeve. It has a uh, as the Maryland Virginia DC flag on it. It's so cool. I love it. I think. I think that's. Yeah. This every state has a every state has but a it, flag. But it's like a th- You said three states in one. Yeah, because it's the D.C. area. Because D.C. is like is like <laughs> Maryland, D.C. and <laughs> Northern you, Virginia. You stepped. Oh my God, Andrew. Anyways, um, I think the teams were getting given a ton of le- leeway with these. I think they were given a lot of freedom with designing their jerseys here. I, I agree. So, too, and I mean, some of the ones that kind of stand out. I don't know which ones you guys really end up enjoying, but I mean, we finally got the Florida Mayhem with their Florida Vice, which were and i thought one of those and yeah so really where it kind of comes from the creative kind of side of like that is that they were able to pick who they worked with the design and it was tangy and another uh, kind of uh, graphic designer that is well known from the industry that isn't really even a part of the florida mayhem but they were able to go out of the way and if you haven't seen the new york xls as much as we shit on their brand that third alt jersey looks so good and it's probably my favorite of the entire batch but I, I just think it's really cool, and I just wish Blizzard would allow teams to have more creative freedom and get rid of fanatics. Allow them to make whatever cool merch they want and do more jerseys like this and not have it once per season. I don't know. So I have some, yeah, I have some, I have some statements. Uh, so first of all, Phillies. Oh my God, Phillies is awful. Phillies is probably the worst I've ever seen. It, they just look like referees. Uh, <laughs> I think they're just uh, they're just like uh, the referees with the stripes or whatever on it. Um, and I really like uh, the outlaws. I was looking on uh, Twitter oh, and I saw, Astros? yeah, that they're just a callback to the Astros, which is so cool. Actually, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and I, I I always have to do James some service here and and shout out uh, Toronto's because Toronto's is pretty cool too. Always have to do him some service. You mean the man that just changed Overwatch teams after buying so much merch to piss you off? All of a sudden, decided to switch between stages. I'm okay with that. He switched to a good team. Yikes! We are supporters of whatever team you support. <laughs> we support, considering we have an Overwatch podcast that heavily supports Forty Mayhem. I don't support. I no, no, that's not our official stance. There are teams that we do not like. Like who? I will say this. I will NYXL. say this. Uh, <laughs> uh, considering uh, it adds this very weird aspect to the Overwatch League now, because the Florida Mayhem's alternative jersey looks amazing. Their play, unless they've changed, has been absolute dog shit. And like, <laughs> I will buy the jersey just because it looks nice, but not like. So like, it's kind of I appreciate that because it gives like new, I guess, character to these teams, right? It's more than just like 
hey, here's these teams, these weird jerseys you've been seeing get their faces punched in for like the last year and a half and haven't gotten any better. I don't know. It spices things up. New jersey, new team. Who knows? But um, I I am a huge fan. I, I think in anything where you're forced to wear a jersey, <clears throat> excuse me, any sort of, of artistic liberties or freedoms that teams can take with those is a good thing. And so um, I am I am on board with these. I, and I agree. And this is kind of a plug for one of our other podcasts over here at Popped Off. If you do want to go listen to the casual Overwatch League fans podcast, they actually did put out a definitive ranking on all the jerseys. So they looked at all of them on stream and came up with a ranking of the best to the worst jerseys. If you want to go out that, see so many more jerseys and kind of break into that because we're not doing that here today. We're just kind of talking about the overall brand. They break in and you get a chance to look at all the jerseys. So I would recommend going and checking out them as kind of a little plug not even our own podcast. So listen to us first and then go listen. But um, is there anything else you guys kind of want to talk about with these kind of jerseys before we kind of wrap up all of our big news stories today? We actually filled the almost the entire hour with these couple. I thought we'd be a little short, but is there anything kind of going back even to the first stories you guys want to go back and touch on? Or are you feeling pretty good about these? Uh, I still, for some reason, Immortals doesn't sit well with me, nor does Dick. Like, I'm, I'm happy... This is this will be my official statement about both of those things summed up in like as short as I can possibly say. I'm happy to see them back. I'm happy to see Immortals back. Dig can eat shit, but happy to see Immortals back. Um, if Dig does come back, don't bring Shifter Ram Cutie Pie back, and <laughs> just do it right. Don't don't make us. Or riot regret letting you guys back in. Like that's I know I have no control over anyone in their front or back office and they, they probably won't ever hear this. But if you do, make us proud. Don't make us regret this. Well, I think that's a great way to kind of wrap up all this. Before we do jump into the one honorable mention, Dylan, if you just wanted to mention that quick. Oh yeah, Team Japan won uh Smash, um, which I'm not seeing Smash Ultimate because Smash Ultimate is now just the definitive version. Yeah, so they won the World uh, Cup for it, which is cool because um, it's exciting because I don't think Japan was uh, ever number one at Smash. I think primarily it was an American game for a really long time. So I think this just goes to show how how big Smash is getting. And to kind of go off of that, any of you are going to be at EVO, I will be competing in the EVO Smash Ultimate Tournament this season. Um, This year, I guess. I'm not going to make it out of groups. I am going to practice, but I will still probably get stomped every game. So if you are going to be there and want to come hang out, I will be there. Probably do some kind of content around Popped Off as well. But I don't know. I'm going to be in Las Vegas in a couple weeks. For those of you that don't know, I am moving at the end of the month. So I might miss an episode coming up because of that. But I am going to be out in Vegas. So especially anyone else in Vegas um, that does want to hang out with me there for any tournaments or anything like that, I will be over there. So that's kind of my little plug. Uh, Come hang out with me in Evo. Come hang out with me in Vegas. I don't have many friends out there, so... Let's go. James, I'm I'm gonna teach you some FGC lingo. James, so what's gonna happen? Who am no. I? Or Andrew? Sorry, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna teach you some FGC. Sorry, I I I'm used to you not liking good things. So, <laughs> yeah. So here here's some here's some lingo for you. What what's gonna happen is that you're gonna drown in pools. Yeah, I saw someone tweet that. Yeah, probably drown in pools. What else I got? I need to walk up. What like when I walk up to my uh, opponent, what's the best trash shock I can give him? Never do that. If you do that, I'm going to go there and just slap the shit out of you. 
You gotta shake their hands, dude. No, don't shake their oh, hands. Another thing. Don't shake their hands. Me don't and Dylan are going to be. Fi- you give them the fist bump if you don't want to sh- shake right. their hands. Not even that. You just, you look them right in their eyes and say like you're going down, and then just don't say anything else. Just look straight. At <laughs> Kate, don't even dare give me that information. Of wearing deodorant. I always wear deodorant. But the another announcement is me and Dylan both are going to be at the Overwatch League Grand Finals. I bought tickets. Ooh. I'm flying out to Philadelphia, and we're going to take the no, out to um, Virginia, and I'm going to take the train up to Philadelphia with Dylan. We're going to be there. So, again, if you want to hang out with us there, we will be there in September. I know Kate's going to be there. I know some other people from chat. So, if you do want to hang out with us, we will be there, and we cannot wait to meet you. We'll be doing some content around that. That is so, so far away. So, with that, I do want to wrap up today's episode of Project Esports. Thank you so much for everyone that did tune in and listen, interacted in chat or anything like that. And Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us today. It was so much fun to have you on. Oh, um, no. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. I know you're not a big social media guy, but is there anything you want to kind of pitch? Any websites, any social media links, anything like that you want to throw out there? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, nah, I mean, just catch me in games. Uh, I mean, if you're on League, Sir Hamslot the 4th, or Sir Hamslot IV, just to be particular, I'm always down for uh, games. Oh, I probably... Uh, <laughs> One of the guys is blowing up chat. Uh, he would kill me if I didn't say this. There is a program. This is okay. So here's my shout out then. Uh, it's not for me. There's a program I've been using recently. It's a voice program, uh, voice as well as a video program. It's called Cast, K A S T. Um, it's a really great program. It allows you to stream multiple screens uh, into their program. Similar to Discord, uh, you can do four or more screens and kind of toggle between them as well. It's very simple to use. Uh, good friend of mine started it so i'm just giving him a shout out for that um i don't really use social media uh, so uh oh, yeah. yeah if you uh want to check that out check out cast outside of Is that, that cast.com or where you can oh. yeah no idea just type in K A S T. ica.st ica.st so do go and check that out in honor yeah. of jonathan Boom. and let him know that you came there through project esports and jonathan but again thank you so much for having us on and that kind of wraps it up and thank you all so much again that came um like we kind of said mid-show even if you don't want to help us with twitch prime following us on twitch following our uh, subscribe to our youtube channel liking any of our content interactions with the social media it all means the world to us well even if you can do that it doesn't take too much time out of your day it does mean the world to us let us know what you think about each and every episode because we do this for you guys. So please let us know what feedback you have for us so we can always try to make the episode better. Come on, Dylan. Yeah, and we go live every single Monday, 6.30 EST, here at twitch.tv slash popped underscore off. If you miss the live show, you can always go to our YouTube. Uh, just search popped off um, Project Esports. Please go there and subscribe because we want 100 subscribers so we can actually have a real URL instead of just vaguely directing people to YouTube. Um, But if you want to listen to my favorite version, the best version, the podcast version, we have the podcast club every Tuesday on all platforms, literally all of them. There's not a single one out there that we're not on, uh, except for SoundCloud. But that's besides the point. Uh, But Google, Google, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, iTunes, all of them. Go just search Project Esports. We're on them. Dude, you gotta get on. Uh, you know, get on SoundCloud and LimeWire. That's that's where it's LimeWire. The throwback, <laughs> Jonathan. I did not prepare you for this at all, but I am sure you are going to catch on. We'll see how smart of a guest host you are. But with Uh-oh. that, I am Andrew. I'm Dylan, and I'm Jonathan. And thank you for watching the Project Esports podcast. We will be live in about an hour and a half for 
um, the Square Enix E3 conference if you do want to join us there if you are watching live with us. Otherwise, we will see you all next Monday or Tuesday, whether you watch or listen for Project Esports. And thank you all so much for listening.